On this episode of the Profitable Practice Podcast, we are going to break down how your core values and your identity as a practitioner was completely blown out of the water when this crisis hit and how you can start to navigate out of it. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to the Profitable Practice Podcast with me, Andrea Maxim, naturopathic doctor turned healthpreneur. And every week, I'm bringing you no-nonsense, no-BS, actionable strategies to create a practice that is not only profitable, but fully sustainable by you. If you're an action taker like me and want to create a practice that is profitable, then you've come to the right place. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Profitable Practice Podcast We are now over a month into the crisis that is COVID, and now is the time where I feel people are starting to settle in. They have kind of overcome the initial panic, the initial stress. They've kind of found a semblance of routine. I can feel the patient starting to settle and start to open up to the idea of telemedicine, But I thought it was really important for me to bring on a guest to talk about kind of the mental emotional changes that were going on with two groups of people that she saw as all of this change started to happen. And we get into a really, really important conversation around identity and core values and you know, how this change has completely disrupted you as a individual and why it's in, it's so important for you to acknowledge what your core values are, what your identity is to the very core and help that or use that as a way to help bring you back into some semblance of calm and routine and give you that clarity that you need to and allow the creativity to start to come back. And I'll be honest, As soon as that happened, for the first week, I was just in panic mode and I couldn't even have a regular conversation with anybody unless it was to do with the the business. And even with my team, I felt that I was needing to be so strong and continue to show positivity and keep everybody feeling great about moving forward, whereas I had no idea what was going on. I don't even think I took a moment to think about what the consequences were or what, you know, the next day was going to look like. It was just kind of getting through every hour, getting through every day. And there was even a day where I lived off of like four hot dogs because I completely lost my sense of hunger. I completely lost my enjoyment of food. I basically just felt so empty And not in a sad way, but just empty in the fact that I was just like, okay, this is my mission. This is what I need to do. Filtering all of the messages that I was hearing from all over the internet as to who we were supposed to be and how we were supposed to show up and, you know, all the things that we were supposed to create. I was not immune to that pressure. There was a lot of pressure that came out within the first couple of weeks on us needing to work harder and strive and and pivot and do all these things. And while... Yes, you do need to keep moving forward. And yes, you do need to find momentum in these in this change. I don't think it needed to be as extreme as what happened. And everyone was just like trying to be that leader for everybody, including myself. And because there was all these people coming out with all of these different things, it was a lot. Um, so bringing on Dr. Sarah Wilson was just so important because she is 
incredibly intelligent when it comes to business and mentorship and support. And she also gets the mental emotional side of things because she does a lot of that. She works with a life coach and she's gone through a lot of these emotional journeys so she can pick them up with the people that she works with. And I'm so thankful that she did because the rest of this interview is just so amazing and I'm thrilled that you're going to hear it. So let's jump to that interview right now. Sarah Wilson, thank you so much for coming on the Profitable Practice podcast today. For those that don't know who you are and why you are so fabulous at what you do, could you kindly give a quick background on sort of what it is that you do career-wise and then of course extend that to how you support your community of practitioners? Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited because again, in that effort to continually support practitioners, I love doing things like this and just showing up and helping people out. So yeah, so I am an osteopathic doctor. So I've been in practice. I was in practice in Toronto for a while and recently moved to Kingston because I pushed out a kid and Mm -hmm. didn't want to raise a gang baby. Um, And (laughs) with that, uh, before coming into naturopathic medicine, I was a researcher. So that's what, that's my blood. Like I love the research. I love evidence-based care, but I'm also randomly equally as passionate about business. So what I do for practitioners is really show up and help them understand evidence-informed care for hormonal health for women, but then also really supporting them to support their business. Because my thing is they can show up and see you all day long and get all the business coaching they want. If they're not actually good at their jobs or confident in that role, it's really hard to get all the success they can. And so I got asked over and over and over again for mentorship. And so my schedule got too full. So that's where I'm supporting people now in kind of a, a group mentorship program. And what I love about you and why I'm so, I don't know why it took this long for you to become a, a, an, um, a guest on this show, but I love how straight to the point you are. And there is no like softness, like, and, and I'm saying this with love, like there is course, like, I'm going to coddle you. You're kind of like, this is how it is. This is what you need to do. Here's how I'm going to support you and let's go. which that type of mentality is so wonderful. And I also appreciate that as a mentor, you kind of need to push people. It can't just be about the hugs and the love and the snuggles. You kind of have to say, look, like wake up a little bit, but this has also served you very well in your business. Like you knew exactly what to do. You have done phenomenally well. So I encourage anybody before we even get into the interview to reach out to you. And we'll of course um, link to that in the show notes. Yeah. But the conversation that I wanted to have with you, because you have your finger on the pulse, because you treat practitioners, because you are supporting other practitioners, you are seeing two types of personality traits kind of develop with this change in our quote unquote new normal. And I'd love for you to elaborate on what those two things are. Yeah. So when everything hit, my schedule just exploded because People, so many people look to me as someone who can guide them through this period of time. And like I was telling you, it was practitioners. It was people whose practices just completely changed, whether that was good or bad, it completely changed. And the two big things that came out of it was people either went into anxiety, just like fight or flight or freeze. Most people just freeze it. Mm -hmm. They're stuck. They can't do anything. I'm talking to them about this is proactive things we can do. This is where we can take this. And I can can hear it. Yeah. yeah, I just see on the other side of it. They're just completely frozen. Mm -hmm. So there is that pattern. 
or the other side of the coin, which is people who were working 35 hours a week, patient facing, go, 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 go. And their nervous system was wired for that. And they were doing really well. And then all of a sudden their schedule is empty. And like I was telling you last week, my schedule was people were just like, I think I'm depressed. This is depression, right? This is depression. And so it was just such a huge spread between those two different types of people. But fundamentally, when you look at it, it's a nervous system response, right? Mm So naturopathic blood, we go into, oh, it's my adrenals, right? Right. So throwing adrenal herbs at the situation isn't necessarily going to help. It's the nervous system response. It's that acute phase response that we're going through. And we need to deal with that so that we can get into work. Because like I tell people, if you dial way back and you understand that fight, flies, fight, fight, freeze Mm -hmm. response, you're on the African savannah. You're surveying all of what, for what's happening. You're looking for danger. And for us, danger is lack of money. Danger is lack of patience. So that's all you see. And then you're like, oh, time to focus in on that one blade of grass. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's just not, it can't happen. Mm -hmm. And when you tell people that, and when I've told people that historically, they're like, okay, that makes sense, right? So I need to work on my nervous system. I need to help to dial that down. And then I can have the mental clarity to do the work because it's, they're just not compatible dealing with danger and focusing. Right. Yeah. (laughs) When you put it that way, obviously. So the first question that comes to mind while we're staying in this paralyzed fight or flight or freeze, which I agree with you, everyone just kind of froze. Mm -hmm. Was there an element of grieving that also needs to be taken into to account here? Because I had another naturopathic doctor come on my uh, Maxim Movement Facebook page, who's actually a first responder as well. And that's what we were talking about, is that this is a loss. There is a lot of loss that's happening here. So have you also found that there's like this grieving process that people are kind of going through right now? And shout out to my life coach, Tammy Falds. She is a grief <laughs> like coach. She's pivoted her practice. And so she has a whole workbook on this. It's exactly grieving. Mm-hmm. And like she said, it's not, it's intangible grief. Mm-hmm. And what I was talking to her about was it's also, a, it's a grief of a lot of things, but when you understand core values and you understand your grief in context to those values, it yes. makes a massive difference. So I'll use my, myself, for example, freedom and stability are two of my biggest core values. Mm-hmm. So right now I have, I'm grieving the loss of the stability I had in the income from my practice, Mm -hmm. right? But without understanding what you're grieving and what emotions are coming up, we go to what she called short-term energy relieving activities or behaviors. Mm -hmm. So you go to the alcohol, you go to the sex, you go to the weed, you go to those things to change your state because you're not actually acknowledging what you're feeling and what and naming it, right? Like I know exactly what I'm grieving. I'm grieving the loss of stability, which is one of my number one core values. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I need to do the mental work on that now so that I can be like, how can I get stability in other ways? Mm -hmm. What are different things I can do to offset that so that I don't completely lose a leg off of my tripod because there's no way to stand up in that situation. Um, And so it is grief. Like, fully grief. And it's that intangible grief that people really struggle to acknowledge. And I think as leaders in our communities, we struggle to say it's okay to have these grieving moments too, Um, which is why I love my position helping these other leaders because they can be vulnerable in that moment and be like, I need to stand strong for my community, but behind the scenes, holy, I'm not doing well, right? 
Yeah. And I'm so thankful that you brought up the core values piece because that was the next thing I was going to say is that this is also a loss of identity mm-hmm. for a lot of people. So there are, their identity to the core was being a healer. And now that's been completely ripped from their hands. They have no control over that. And so I think that might come into a little bit of that depression spiral that you were touching on. So I don't want to shift gears too quickly, but the, it all comes down to the core values and your identity and, and what's happening right now. Because again, it was something that was out of our control. There's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing we can do to get it back right now. We can struggle. Yeah. Um, but I think you've nailed it on the head. And I, I really hope that people, if they haven't done the core value work, what are some of the things that you did to determine what your core values are so that people are like, oh, that makes sense now? And it's something that I actually do. If anyone wants to work with me or on my team, they have to do a core values assessment because my belief is that the only conflicts you can't resolve are ones based on core values. Mm -hmm. So for example, I do not value aesthetics. If my receptionist doesn't want to come to work because she is is it, I'm not going to have any compassion for that, right? Whereas someone else who really values aesthetics might. I value family. If their family's sick, I'm going to understand that. So Mm -hmm. I make sure everyone who works with me shares core values. And the way I do it is I just have a checklist of different values Mm -hmm. and people go through and they check off everything that's meaningful to them and then they limit it to 10. Yeah. And your top 10, five to 10, depending on the person, core values are going to be the ones that drive your decision making. Mm-hmm. And they're the ones that you can thrive or burn out based on. Yeah. Now you can easily go and Google core values and you'll find like a list of like a hundred or 200, but I do agree. You need to go through this exercise and I will take this one step further. Um, I did this practice with Jim Fortin where you put those 10 core values each on a post-it. Mm-hmm. And then you will literally sell a core value for something else. Like if I were to say you will get all like magical powers, what core value would you sell? And then you end up getting down to one that you will not sell or get rid of. And that becomes your leading core value. And then there's, of course, it goes in order, right? So you have 10, you'll probably get rid of the first five easily. And then the last five are harder. Yeah. So I think it's also important, like you were able to name off one and two really yeah. easily, right? It may not be in that order, but I think it's also Um, important for people to do that level as well, because my top core value is security. So the fact that I still have a house leaves me to be secure. The fact that I still have my German shepherd leaves me to be secure. Financials are definitely up there, but it's not nearly as high as security. If I were to have lost my house in a tornado, I would be a completely different person right now. Um, But from a business perspective, absolutely, your core values drive everything. They drive who you start attracting. They drive all of that. So please, please, please do the work. With regards to this paralyzed or freeze individual that you've been experiencing, here's what I've been hearing all over social media. And I have done it as well because I firmly believe in it. It's just who I am. But now everyone is saying, pivot. If you don't do something, you're never going to have your business back. You have to create, you have to do, you have to... For someone who's in that paralyzed state, they're just, that's going to make everything worse. So what are you doing to kind of coach people through that? First and foremost, I'm using our magic powers. (laughs) I always say you can't use your superpowers on yourself. And so I'm using herbs like passion flower and valerian and zisyphus and just trying to get people's nervous system calmed down. Um, Same with things like GABA theanine, taurine, inositol, just calming them to the point that they can have some perspective. Because I find within two or three days of getting those nutraceuticals into people, they're like, 
okay. Mm-hmm. And then now what do I do? And that's when the overwhelm and the fear of being behind comes out. Yes. Because there's all kinds of amazing programs out there that people are putting together, but they started three or four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And so people are like, well, I, where, where do I start? I don't even know what to do. Right. Um, so I actually put together like this free kind of mini curriculum for those people. That's like, okay, don't worry about anything. I'll just start here. Mm-hmm. Start with a budget. If security or stability is really important to you, you need to understand how much money you need to make to live. If you avoid it, it's not going to help, right? So understand how much money is coming in and going out. Even You don't have to do line by line, but just have a general understanding so that you know that's so important. I'm going to pause you on that because I just did that with my um, accountability partner, accountability coach, I should say. And basically you're creating your burn rate. Like if I, like, what does this look like if I make $0 moving forward? What are my fixed expenses? What are my life expenses? And how much do I have in the bank? And here's the the thing that I, and the reason why I wanted to pause is because for a lot of people, that number is going to look really, really awful. It's going to look really scary. It's going to make them feel even worse. But here's the reason why figuring out that burn rate or that um, expense number is so important is because now you will have clarity on, okay, got it. So I need to make, for me, I think it was something like for my business expenses, I needed to make $2,200 every single week just to pay my fixed expenses across all um, clinics. So I'm like, okay, now I, whether I make that or not, I at least have control back over the numbers. And it's very, very easy to not want to face data because data doesn't lie. So again, I just wanted to interject there that it is incredibly important for you to do that math and figure that out. And that's the thing. Like I, I'm, I'm weird. I love a KPI. I love a number. I love like, because it's the only thing that doesn't lie. You know what I mean? I see my website traffic. I see conversions. I watch all of that happen Mm -hmm. and I know exactly what projections and what life's going to look like. So as soon as that went and took a nosedive with all of the insecurity that people were having, I even dialed back and I was like, okay, perfect get back into this like emergency response budget. What does that look like? What does my husband have to make? What do I have to make? What does it need to look like? And even like I was talking to my coach and he was saying he was helping people figure out when they need to declare bankruptcy. If this goes mm-hmm. one month, two months, three months, at least you know what that That's looks it. like. Yeah. And that's worst case scenario talk we're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Because the reality is the majority of people we're going to be okay. You know what I mean? The government is offering loans, whether it's because you have the payroll or not. Banks are giving personal lines of credit like it's their job at low interest rates. There's ways to get through this. And so it's just a matter like when you know you have a foundation, and I always use the house analogy, when you understand the foundation of your house and how to keep it from breaking, you can then build on top of it. Mm-hmm. the systems, the patient care, all of those sexy things are on top of you actually having a practice. And that's the foundation, which is the budget. Then you can do the marketing. Then you can get on tele- telemedicine. Then you can figure out how to get supplements to your patients and communicate yeah. <laughs> that you can do those things because they don't read our minds. Um, <laughs> Damn it. I know. Right. <laughs> but that's the thing is I feel like so many people are great. Okay. I'm online. Right. I've got my supplement delivery figured out. I figured out how this reception thing works. No one's booking it. I'm like, right. You told them. <laughs> yeah. But when you're in, again, we're going to go full circle. We're talking about the people that are in fight, flight, freeze that are just getting their brain back. Now the overwhelm wave is coming in. You're still not thinking clearly. 
Absolutely. And so that's the thing is you just, you dial back, you figure out what's important to you, what needs to be done and what's the first step. And you write three things to do a day on a post-it note. You have accountability in that. And that's how you creep forward is in those little tiny moments, right? You don't have to work eight hour days. That's some of like some people I've been talking to, they're like, oh, well, I'm only working three or four hours a day. I'm like, girl, you're fine. (laughs) Like you don't have to put in full days. Use this time to binge watch Netflix and go for tons of walks. Like have that balance of being really productive in the areas you need to be, not wasting all your time on Instagram, getting anxiety about and overwhelm and then relax on the other side of it so that you can come out and be stronger. And I'm so thankful that you brought up that last piece because I wanted to bring this up at some point in time is it is also okay for you to pause. It's also okay for you to relax. Um, I'm definitely over the last couple of days, I finally hit my wall where I started to breathe and take it easy a little bit more because I needed to, because I was going so hardcore for four weeks. (laughs) Um, And I wish I had done that sooner. Like I wish I had had a bit of foresight into that, but that's just not where my, my body went to. It went into full blown, like do as much as you can in as quick a period as you can, but I could feel my body wearing down. And I think Um, having security and me having stability, we did the same thing. Yeah. Let's put all the pieces in place we can to ensure that core value is established. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, whoa. Yeah like calm down. I guess so without even knowing it. So thank you for being so insightful. Um, Is there anything else that you would recommend to that paralyzed individual with regards to going through those steps before we switch gears into that loss of identity where now people are feeling their mood drop? I think the biggest thing is recognize what's happening Mm -hmm. because when you feel your mind spinning and running and you don't know what's going on, it can be really, it can feel completely impossible to get anything done. So when you recognize that's what's happening and then you do like, like I said, use our superpowers, use the herbs, use whatever you need to use to bring your body back into some semblance of calm. Everything else flows naturally. Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. So now we're going to switch gears to those people that were like fully booked, seeing tons of people, clinic closes, shut down, nothing is happening. How are you managing those people that are now falling into depression? And I would clarify that as coming back to what my mentor, Alex Sharfin, talks about is us being evolutionary hunters, Mm -hmm. meaning we need to be on the hunt. We need to be executing. We need to be having that level of momentum. And the second that momentum stops, our body literally starts decaying, which I think is what's happening here. Yeah. And in those situations, it's, I love that analogy, right? You're just like, go, 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 mm-hmm. go, go. And then you stop and you're like, yeah. what is happening? I need to hunt and there's nothing to hunt. Yeah. And it's, it's true. Like it's also that threshold, right? Like mm-hmm. hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal, we, our body has a threshold of what it wants and what it needs. And mm-hmm. going back to that ancestral, clearly, I love those analogies. It's, it's a moment where you're going to get this massive change in your inputs. And I think it's, it's also recognizing that. And I love the whole change of identity conversation mm-hmm. because that is fundamental. It's figuring out a purpose, figuring out what to do with this time, mm-hmm. but then also being able to get some kind of routine and get some kind of like focus for your day. Yeah. Right. It's not saying, okay, well, I have ample time. I'm just going to lie in bed all morning. It's no, get up, have some kind of morning routine, go out for a walk, listen to something inspiring, Mm -hmm. watch the news, 
that is a whole different type of like stress response that we're not interested in having, mm-hmm. right? But create those markers to your day so that you have some semblance of predictable routine. Yeah. And then again, honor that you probably need a bit of a rest and figure out what, how to balance out that time. Yeah. Anything else that you've been noting, noticing with regards to patterns or if I can also jump to when things start to open up again, how can we, from the people that we're describing right now, um, transition through that? Because that's also going to be like this massive bomb of a stressor where everything is just normal. Everyone comes out. You have to get your clinic back going. You have to get your mindset back going to how it used to be or whatever that looks like. Do you have some insight into how we can start to prepare for that transition too? I think one of the biggest things that I think people can be doing is, again, keeping some semblance of a routine so that you're not going from zero to 100 because that's going to feel incredibly overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I think create using this time to create a semblance of systems is going to make it so much easier. So welcome packages in place, email lists set up, so that you're not emailing patients individually from your Google account. There is AWeber, there is MailChimp, there are so many different communication platforms that you can send out an email and say, great, we're open. Mm-hmm. Make sure if you don't have a receptionist, look into a VA, look into how much that costs because if you're going to try and book all those patients and you're not doing online booking, you're going to be totaled, yeah. right? So I think that's really critically important as well is look at what, look at where you are, take a snapshot. What do I have in place in terms of systems? Mm-hmm. How do I support my patients? How do I keep in touch with my patients? What marketing am I doing? What does it, t- what are the steps it takes to get someone from curiosity in the door? And then as soon as that happens, you will have those steps. Like I actually physically walk through, okay, patient finds my website. How do they do that? Mm-hmm. What's the point of contact? How many people do I need to email them back within 24 hours? And go through step by step by step mm-hmm. um, of that whole patient contact and communication because it will make things so much easier. I think the other side of it too is don't, especially if you are in that kind of anxiety phenotype there. Mm-hmm. Don't expect to go back to a 30 hour week all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Limit those hours, right? Block your time and limit yeah. those hours and say, okay, I'm going to work three to five hours, two days a week. Those are full. Expand. Those are full. Expand. And yeah. really just allow yourself to ease back into things as I think we're going to. I, I don't think too many people are going to turn on the fire hose as soon as the government says go, because there's a lot of anxiety when it comes to patients and financial insecurity. Yes. Um, but there is, that's 25% of the population is what they're estimating is in that book. That's 75% of people who are still ready and waiting for us. Mm-hmm. So just have the strategies to inform mm-hmm. people on social, inform your patients that you're back, let them know what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Ha- make sure that you have supplements in stock again, do your inventories, mm-hmm. like just create those checklists yeah. so that everything is going to come back smoother. And I think we're in an awesome position to do that, to come back stronger with more robust businesses that take less of our time because we have this minute to look at yes. all the areas of friction. Yes. Oh my goodness. So many of our students in the Maximize Practitioner program said the same thing. They're like, oh, 
now I can actually realize what the pieces were that needed to be in place. A lot of people are firing and hiring right now. So they're going through this transition too. I know it was the same thing for you because you just opened a business before all this happened and you're like, oh shit, like none of my systems were in place. And now you and and your, um, I think reception or administrative assistant had that moment to kind of like make sure that it wasn't a total like chaotic craziness. Yeah. Um, and I lost my train of thought, but I was so grateful that you talked about that, about just kind of introspective work is, is really important. And you don't need to go back to the way the schedule was when everything changed. You can ease this in. And I think the biggest piece of advice that you gave me when I, um, did our interview last week was transparency. And this is something that I've been constantly repeating to my team is the more transparent you are about what's going on, meaning letting them know, um, the easier everything is going to be. So even right now, if you don't want to get your inventory stocked up, say, we're just going to be collecting pre-orders for the next week so that I can establish a proper order and make sure that we have cash flow on hand instead of perhaps like loading up the shelves again and not having those sales. So the more transparent and honest you are with your community as to this is how things are going to look, this is how it's going to go, the easier everything becomes. And our conversation was coming off of the um, foot of telemedicine, how everyone is throwing around this word about telemedicine. And yet the majority of my patients are like, I don't understand what that word means. And you're asking me to book in via telemedicine. I don't get it. So we now created an entire like, two-page document. This is what it looks like. Here are the links. If we get disconnected, just like you said, here's what we're going to do. So again, creating these systems and these um, areas of full transparency will just take the pressure off of you because now everyone is on the same page, including your patients, including your team and including yourself. So thank you so much for saying that. No, absolutely. Because that's, that's the that's the thing, right? You have people sitting on the other side who want to support you. They mm-hmm. want to help you. Yeah. They want to see you and they don't know that that's an option. Right. And so it's just communicating with them like you would update your partner at the end of the day. You know what I mean? With X, Y, Z things happen. This is what's important for me to do right now. Communicate things like that mm-hmm. to your patients. Once a week, like you were saying, twice a week, just be there and be like, okay, perfect. Like I'm sending out a survey right now to my patients. I'm just coming up with it. I was like, what do you want more from me? What's not working? You know what I mean? Because these anonymous surveys are going to give us a lot of information, which can then give us time. Mm -hmm. Like we have time to implement it. Um, And so it's just, again, maximizing this and being like, hey, I'm here for you. I yeah, literally sent out another one of those was like, hey, I'm here for you. And people were like, oh. Oh, okay. Totally. Like my neighbor is really, really struggling right now and having a lot of issues with anxiety. Is that something that you can handle? And it's like, I'm not sure, but I can do a 15 minute with them. Mm -hmm. And if I can't do it right now and it's not essential, then I can do it later. And I can come up with a list of all these people. Like my receptionist has this list of people who want to be contacted as soon as we're back in business. Yeah. We can do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And here's the other thing, guys, is you don't need to be continuously creating new emails. My emails out to my patients are literally copy and paste. Like they're just the same thing over and over again, because I also know that people weren't checking their emails at first and now they're getting bored and maybe going back to their emails and blah, blah, blah. And 
And that's just how it is. Even I get it. Like the things that were coming in the first couple of weeks, I was like, why are you sending me this crap? Like I'm in such a, like a crazy state. And now that we're subject line with COVID-19 and you're like, for real, I cannot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But now, and I never, ever use those terms in my emails, just as a point of reference for anybody listening, I don't even refer to it as a tough time or a crazy time or because of COVID. I just say, this is what's happening. We don't know when the doors are going to open again. Here's what we have available. And I just kind of leave it very positive and and that type of thing. But the point of the conversation is, is it's literally a copy and paste email to the entire list. And that takes five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Any final um, takeaways that you would give to anybody who's listening about anything? We've covered so much like gold, which this interview is amazing, but any final takeaways and then, and then leave with how they can contact you. Absolutely. I think my biggest takeaway is take care of yourself right now. Do the introspective work, figure out where you are, figure out what you need and ask for help. Mm-hmm. Ask your partner, ask your friend, get an accountability, like colleague, whatever that looks like. If you need support with the anxiety, do all the herbs. If you need support building yourself up and you're just really exhausted, there are herbs and things for that too. You know what I mean? Create some semblance of a routine know where you're at and know that you're not destined to spend the next four weeks or however long we're here feeling like that. There's things we can do. Like we can do it for our patients. We can do it for ourselves. So it's so key because everything else is easy when you feel good. And so taking care of yourself is, is key. Um, in terms of where to reach me, if anyone wanted to reach out, I'm always here for everyone. Um, Instagram, I'm there. So it's Dr. Sarah underscore ND. Um, the website for the naturopathic mentorship is naturopathicmentorship.com. Um, so that one's Love really that. easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then other than that, I'm around in different groups. I'm pretty much a little bit of everywhere, but always here to support everyone. Um, and the, the curriculum I was telling everyone about is on the naturopathic mentorship group. It will be live by the time this goes up. Um, and there's, you don't have to submit your email. You don't have to do anything. It is just a community resource. You guys can go and see all the lessons and pick the ones that are most important for you. Great. Thank you so much. And we will link to all of those in the show notes, but again, Sarah, this was fabulous and I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Another phenomenal interview in the books, and that one certainly did not disappoint. And really, the big takeaway that I want you to have is this is a time to acknowledge the cracks. This is a time for you to acknowledge where that foundation of your business and or relationships are not solid. And this is what a lot of the Maximized Practitioner students have been doing and saying, man, I I know I need to get this done and... I happened to have my reception who I thought was a perfect fit quit, but at least she quit now before things opened up again. And now we can start looking for somebody new. Or this is a time for you to start saying, crap, you know, I need to start looking for more help. I need to start delegating some of this work. I talked to another person who is working until midnight every single night just to create her online course and record videos and and do all these things. And I told her like, yeah, you, you may want to do all these things and have your hands in all the cookie jars, but it doesn't mean you need to execute on all of the clicky work. And that is exactly why we have our Maximize Practitioner program to help people identify where those cracks are in their foundation. It goes right from the foundational experience where you get your confidence 
and you get that clarity on who it is that you want to be working with, who is in alignment with your core values and identity and what you believe in. And then it gets into the business essentials. And that's all about the systems and the processes and how to make things on automate as much as you can. It is our mission to have practitioners show up to their work, do what they love to do, which is heal people, close the laptop at the end of the day, and then have a life and be able to take that hat off and be in complete mom mode or dad mode. And then finally, we get into modernized marketing which is basically making you market yourself in a way that nobody else in our industry is doing. And it's how you are marketing yourself and the language that you're using. And copywriting just happens to be one of my, you know, um, gifts that I have. And so I'm really working with our elite members and our maximized practitioner members on building out the copy for Facebook ads and emails and their websites. So if this is something that you know you need help with, you need the the structure, you need the systems in place, you need to get that foundational learning and experience as a practitioner, I want you to reach out to me. Now, if you're in the other boat where you are so overwhelmed with all the things you need to do, you don't know the steps, you don't know what pieces you need, and you don't, Frank quite frankly, want to even do it. You want the outcome of having those things developed, but you don't actually want to put the time in because you're just so like freaked out by it all. That's where the elite implementer level comes in. It's not a course. You're not going to learn how to make the funnels. We as a team put the funnels together for you. That is our mission is to get all of that clicky work off of your shoulders, off of your mind. So it's not burning up data in the back of your brain and just getting it to done in three months or less. Either way, I want you to book in a game plan call. We have the link in the show notes. It is a 30-minute call. All I do on that call is I establish where you are, where you want to go, and what the steps are that you need to get there. If you want to take me up on my offer of becoming a Maximized Practitioner member and or offload everything to our team as an elite implementer level, that's great. It is not a full sales call the whole time. We're giving you all the value that we can for 80 to 90% of the call. And then I just say, here's what we have as an option for us to work together. So please book in that game plan call. The link is below. And just know that, just like Sarah was saying, we are here to support you. I am extending my arm while you are treading water in the ocean. And all you need to do is reach up and grab. If there's any way that I can support you at all, I need you to reach out to me because I don't know. I can't read your mind just like your patients can't read yours. So please book in that game plan call so I can support you and get to know where you need that extra support, how you are thinking about pivoting, what it is that you need executed and to done in your business. And if there's any way that I can help you, then let's talk about that too. I'm Andrea Maxim. This is another fabulous episode of the Profitable Practice Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I'm out. You guys are killer. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Profitable Practice Podcast. Leave me a comment, and if you haven't already, I would love a review in iTunes. Definitely subscribe to this podcast and leave me a quick review. For those ready to maximize your practice, contact me at www.maximizedbusiness.ca